You are now tuned in to the Project 365 Experience. Welcome back to the Project 365 Podcast. And boy, do we have a show for you. Starting off, we got an interview with Coach Irv and Coach Dave, two friends that are two friends, coaches that are very, very, very close to my heart. Uh, I have to admit you guys, I've been sitting on this uh, on this episode for like almost a year. So I'm happy to finally bring it out to you guys. Um, we basically linked up in 2019 and had like a crazy summer. So you you're going to want to hear that. Uh, in our chalk talk section, we're going to talk about shooting and how can we make our shooting better because it's such an important skill in uh, today's game. Anybody interested? Uh, stay tuned for the ch chalk talk. And in our brain juice section, we're going to talk about habit stacking. I've been watching, I've been reading, sorry, um, uh, Atomic Habit, and it's a skill that I've learned, uh, the importance of it, and I want to share my thoughts on it. So... Yeah, and without any ado, let's get into it. We're gonna have to talk, man. We're gonna get a lot of stuff. Let's get it. Let's get it. Yo, no, but um, obviously, thank you for making the time. You know, mm -hmm. I had to get, I had to get the first one with the original squad. Had to make it Pleasure. fun. You know, had to make Pleasure. it. This is the intro. Set the tone. You know, so. You have a name um, for it. Just. Huh? <laughs> you have a name for it? Oh, this is the podcast 365, you know? This so, guy is versatile. Um, all, the time, all the time. So what we're going to be looking at is just, we're just looking at, in general, it's not just going to be basketball. Because I think, like, a lot of people kind of, like, get lost. And I know, like, as, we'll, we'll get into some of that, but, like, as college athletes and stuff like that, we get into this space where, like, we just think about basketball. And then we don't realize that our skills are able to relate to these other things, right? So yeah. we'll get into the nitty gritty, but just give a quick intro, you know, for those who don't who who don't know who y'all are. I don't know who y'all are. I don't know who wants to go first. Let DB go first. Oh. Uh Irvin, Coach Irv, um, Montreal. From Rwanda, we met Vanier. We all had our own basketball journey. Yeah. Then, fast forward a couple of years later, we all linked uh, YMHA Wolves. Then, the, accompli the accomplishments speak for themselves, so we won't get into that. That was all paved the way. All paved the way we followed. Then, uh, incredible summer in 2019, and from there, went on to Red Rush. It's a couple years there already. Time flies. Then uh, above college, that's where I'm at now. Coaching. That's what's up. DB, let's get it. Sure. DB. Coach DB, Coach Dave, Coach D, whatever you want to say. <laughs> um, it's a pleasure being on here with you. You know, my Always guy. Pleasure. Both of you guys. Um, you know, started, what do you want, where do you want to start? Started playing ball very yeah. young, super young, super mm -hmm. young, probably like age four. Two older brothers got me into the game early. Um, which you guys started, what did we start? Started coaching. I started coaching because of you, oh, actually. I remember, I remember where I was when we, when we had that conversation. I was working, I was at work. 
<laughs> I was at work. He called me like probably two, three years ago. I'm like, hey, coach. Like, Yo, I'm all, like, always been doing recruiting. <laughs> Yo, I've been always recruiting, been man. I've been recruiting. So, keep... sorry, keep going. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, like, but prior to that, you asked me years before that, and I was like, I always said, nah. You know, I got work to do. I got other things to do. Whatever. But then when I actually, you know, thought about it, I was like, yo, this must be fun. You know, so mm -hmm. we started, started probably, what, 2019 when I actually started my own coaching with you guys. That, that, was, that was probably the best, best summer I had as, as a young adult, just, you know, leading young kids and, and having fun with my guys. So now to, to this day, you know, we're all on our own path, trying to, trying to, find our way into the industry trying to and get it trying to get it you know you know i want to know just because i'm listening to you guys because individually you guys have had um your own success like playing like playing whether it's basketball irv uh with ronda ronda i don't want to say it wrongly or no, ronda. No, no. Le ronda. Ronda. The french accent came out ronda. Yeah. one summer yeah. it's all yeah. good <laughs> And DB, so for good. those who for those who don't know, the high school that Dave came from, that coach uh, DB came from, um, I had the chance to go to Vanier, but it was always dogs that came out of there. It was a winning like a high school. Went to Lauren Hill. It was a winning high school. You know what I'm talking about? So like, how do you kind of try to translate that success to like? young players who let's say are just getting to know the game, right? Because it takes levels to it, right? So how did you how did um, you get You mean you mean getting like to Vanya and things like that? No, I'm just talking about like now you start coaching. Mm -hmm. okay, you okay, you okay. see what kind of success you can have. How do you break it down now to make like kids understand that? That they might not be able to understand that big picture, right? Because they're younger. It's just, it's just it's all about being patient. It's all about being patient to be honest. You know, being being 12, 13, even being 12 to 15 age is, is, is like that peak age where you want to learn everything at once. But, you know, I mean, like, just if you have good people around you, like, example, you two guys that want to help in, like, mm. extensive ways, then, then you're going to get to where you want to get to. For me, I've worked with a lot of kids in the last two, three summers. Mm -hmm. that most of them don't want to play at the NBA level or professional or even know what it is mm -hmm. to get to that type of level. You know, I'm not, I'm not promising any of these kids to say, oh, you're going to get to this level, blah, blah, blah. Let's start where we need to start. If you're 12 years old, let's start by saying, oh, you know, you want to make your high school team if you're not already on a high school team mm -hmm. type thing. You know I mean? Let's start slow. Let's, let's not jump steps and... and just because what you see on TV, because now they see a lot like right. this, you know what I mean? They see a lot with the click of, you know, they could do everything quick, 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 YouTube, right. turn on the TV, turn on right. the, whatever they have. So everything comes at them quick. So just gotta be patient. You gotta, you, you know, you gotta understand what they want. You gotta understand what they want and you gotta understand what it is that you're gonna do for them to make it, to make to make it work, you know what I mean. So it's mm -hmm. all about patience. I'm not I'm not where I want to get to yet. I don't think we all I don't think all of us are, but we're we're working towards it. You know what I mean. So 
it's all about working and, and being patient with your process. You know, something that that we know just uh, to what DB said, uh, everything is a is a result of hard work. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, basketball basketball is going to teach you stuff. So the work ethic that you learn, let's say if you're around the right people, that's going to carry. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. carry it in. Like we translate the same hard work that we're putting, the same hours that we'd be in the gym doing X, Y, Z. It could be ball handling, it could be shooting, it could be whatever. We just do film study. Then we do those conversations. Then you do those clinics and all things like that. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing. And and kids need to understand like, okay, you might not be a professional. And the thing being a professional is not just going to the NBA. You can be a professional in Europe. You can be a professional in Africa. But you can be a professional in whatever field you want to you want to get into at the end of the day we have the chance to mold young adults right. children to be su- successful successful leaders of tomorrow right that's how i would put it yeah and for, and for sure at some point there's always like somebody that kind of like impacts you that pushes you to want to be the best version of yourself so i'm curious to know that do you guys have any um, did you guys have any like a person or a role model that influenced you guys as you guys were growing up, like playing basketball? Uh, for me, definitely my brothers. Definitely my brothers. Having two older brothers is definitely, you know, a blessing. When you look at me being the youngest, it's it's you know they're older and you're the youngest. That's just what it is. But now when you you know when I get to a certain age to realize things. It's always been a blessing to, to, you know, just be around them, you know, playing, playing ball in the, in the driveway, you know, parents bringing us to the games, you know, you, you guys know my parents, so you know what it is. Coach Dave's mom is the real MVP. I don't think she ever missed a game when we played together. Because we played together at Bay. I don't think she ever missed a game. Yeah, probably not, bro. We had a provincial, we had provincial like five hours away. She would be, she would be there. Look ahead, order hotels, man. That's a real MVP. And when you see that support, because I think that's important too, because like even when we started coaching, I knew she was always there to support us and everything. And that support is important. Because you remember when we had games where some of our our friends came to watch our players play mm-hmm. our kids actually felt good they're like oh there's actually people cheering for us like yeah, people actually yeah. care like you know just that <laughs> little th- like we're playing in a tournament like we're so used to always going over there everybody's against us mm-hmm. now you go somewhere it's like yo they're cheering yo we just made a basket they're cheering for us like mm-hmm. that, that you know? narrative changed yeah the absolutely you know absolutely yeah what about you Herb? um i was actually thinking about this I would say it's a, it's a group of people. I would say a lot of people, but I was always um, academically driven. Mm-hmm. Um, basketball was fun. And I'm kind of, those who don't know, I'm kind of crazy when it comes to work ethic. Yeah. I, I started late. So soccer was the first part. I started basketball late. Um, had success pretty fast. Right. And just went from there. The one thing that changed my, like my vision of the game was mm-hmm. going back home, was going back home and play that summer in 2013 because their approach was totally different. It's different. Where, it's different. Especially, especially at that time, especially at that time where, you, let's say, America was seen as like the athletic 
mm-hmm. the athletic side of the game, five space and all that. And Europeans were all IQ, all IQ. So I was playing here, grew up in, uh, grew up in Los Angeles since I moved to Canada. And we were, listen, you, you guys know, you guys know who's coming from here. Mm. And I went back there. Something in the My skill set was my skill set was more advanced than the guys down there. But I yeah. honestly felt stupid. I felt stupid. I didn't. I didn't understand the game within the game. Mm. You know what I mean? And coaches. So we had different coaches there. And what was beautiful is that all the co- all the local coaches that they're like um, trainings in Europe. But they always important. They imported American coaches, you know. Right. So that's how some guys get their scholarship to get out and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I had the right balance, and from there, never looked back. Came back, Banya. So that was you guys last year. I think they'd be one more semester. Always done. Yeah. Yeah. And Vanier. yeah. Then uh, Vanya, I decided to take the other route. Not play anymore. Start coaching. Right. And uh, we all met later. Vanier. So I would say I would say Rondo would made a big change. So that was called shock. Yeah, Vanya, Vanya was the time, man. Like I'm looking back, and I ask myself these questions too. You know, like, like let's be real. You know, when, as teenagers, we always have this time where we're just like, oh, yo, coaches don't know how to play me. You know, whether it's in high school, yo, they don't know me. Da, da. But like, now that I'm a little bit older and I'm putting accountability on that. There's a lot I could have done better. 100%. There's a lot more I could have done better. Like, now I understand, and I'm trying to transmit that. And I don't know if that goes into your coaching. Like, just going to your team practices is not enough. Mm. Like, if you want to get better, you have to understand that you're trying to catch up to people. You're not going to get better through those team practices, right? So, that period that we played, we our playing days, right? I'm going to call it playing days because me and DB, we were teammates. Coach Irv, we played, to, we played together, but it was mostly like open gyms and things like that. But afterwards, we connected. But just like you're, when you're looking back at your college days, yeah. what is like memorable about that? What do you guys remember? Like what, do you, what sticks back when you think back, Vanier? <laughs> what sticks back? Listen, so first thing first, Vanier was uh... – What's the term? People like to say powerhouse, but all sports, mm. all sports. Yeah, true. True. I, I went to a private high school where, okay, I can be the best basketball player there. Right. He goes, okay, you have elementary, you have high school, right? Well, you got thrown to Vanier where, listen, so big compared to a private school. And you see guys that are professional in football guys that are very successful at basketball and you're basically just you're a number now and you got to stand out so mm-hmm. it was pretty although I, I played in those like high places whatever mm-hmm. i felt like it was overwhelming to walk in that first end and say oh there's tryouts for back just go and do it like, yeah i know how to play basketball but mentally mentally i wasn't there mm-hmm I just went to it. Uh, I mean, wasn't it wasn't difficult on on uh, like the physical part is is, is okay. If right. you're doing your your preparation, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And then it's more more the approach because now, you know, we have a age difference. Uh, right. Coming straight out of high school, uh, right. I didn't lift like that. And I know my first time I saw Tevin Walker, I was like, 
it didn't make sense in my head. Right, you know, right, right. And Mike's Joe coming out of high school and let's say I have to oh, go against that, the same position, it didn't make sense. Yo, that's you know? great. Sorry, so that was that was the reality check for me. Just that's being crazy. younger and knowing that now it's not U16, it's not U15, it's just open water and you have to go and get it. Yo, it's funny, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about it. I don't think I ever consistently lifted in college. I, College, no, I had my little routine. <laughs> Yo. We didn't have like this consistent. Right. I mean, we as players, we didn't do it ourselves, but like you know, if we maybe if we had a better mm-hmm. um, structure right. within the whole team that we had, I think maybe we could have been better doing that. But definitely was on us to do more. Definitely, when I look back, definitely could have did more. Mm-hmm. You know, you love the game. You love the game. You want to play the game. But there's oh, there's so much more to just right. saying you're a basketball player, right. especially not being on the other side, being on the sidelines, whatever. Right. So much, so much more to just saying you know, I'm a ball player. And, you know, so, so there, there's one thing, there's one thing that I always saying, and you know when when we look back at what well, was already multiple years ago, mm-hmm. like yes, we're more mature, but the one thing that I know we we all try to to make a conscious effort. Um, to change because we didn't have that is the communication aspect. Mm-hmm. Right. So I know, I know for for me, at Vanier, I'm a, I'm six three. So mm-hmm. at Vanier, they asked me to play the five on D two. Right. Which to me, like no, no. those years, those years you could do that, right. but it didn't, it didn't make sense for me, and I didn't feel like it was the best. And the thing is, let's say if if the thought process, let's say a coach tells me this is why we want you to do that and I can buy into it, then the outcome could have been different. You know, but being young, it's just like, oh, that's not the position that I want. I'm just leaving. Right, right. You know, so that that's why I know we, we've always been solid on communicating with, with the kids, you know, right. making sure we tell them. Because, yeah, we make decisions for us, but also what's, what's best for them, you know? Right. It's, it's, it's crazy. As you're saying that, like, cause I had to, like, I had to play center. Right. So when we play the five, two, yo, I had to guard Chris Boucher. (laughs) Provincial championships. Like it it didn't, but I wasn't, I was never skilled enough to shoot from the outside. So here I am, no shot trying to get putbacks over Chris Boucher. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's like, but I'm seeing like my IQ wasn't there either. Like I wasn't watching basketball like that either, right? Mm-hmm. Of course I could have like had maybe more help, you know, like whether it's like a coach who just comes and tells me exactly what it is. But like, I didn't have the IQ either, but like that's why I make it super obvious when I'm talking with players, I'm explaining it to them even if they probably know. You get what I'm saying? Because like looking back at it, yes, I could have done more. If I knew what I knew now, I would be different back in CJ. 100% would be 100%. different. But 100%. it was weird because like as a young player, you're kind of stuck in this space where like when things don't go your way, you kind of complain. Mm-hmm. Or you don't actually try to find a way. But when you don't have somebody to give you guidance, like it's hard. 
yeah. you know? So what do, what do you guys, what do you guys think makes a great coach, like a great, if, whether you want to be a trainer, whether you want to be a coach, um, let's even talk about schools, right? That your best teachers, what are qualities of like the best teachers, like best, you know? Um, on, like I said before, patience, mm -hmm. patience, bro. you have to, you have to be patient, whether young, especially a young, like, like I said, 12, 13, 12 to 15 year olds. And then when you start moving up 15, 18, like you mm -hmm. have to be, you have to have some type of patience with these kids and you have to, you have to be able to talk to them, not just basketball, but you have to be able to talk to them about, you know, what they like to do. On their free time, what what do they do at eight thirty? Right. Right. You know, eight thirty on the on the Wednesday night. Like, what are you doing? You say you want to be great, but you know stuff like that. So it's just about getting to know these kids off the court. You know, trying to develop a relationship with the you know the family and whoever else is in their life, and and try to progress from there. But it takes like now knowing what we know now. It's way more than just putting the ball in the hoop. Like, you, you said you said a big thing right there. I think mm -hmm. now the days of, hey, do it because I said so. You have to mm -hmm. tell people the why now. I think those days are done. Yeah, you have to so, demonstrate. To demonstrate. Yeah. And to kind of kind of summarize that, like patient is a big is a big key, but no ego as well. Mm -hmm. Mm. because we've seen like now the coaching style changes at least that, that's what I see on my the coaches I'm around now are kind of different than coaches I had then right so you know like I, I know personally I never really picked up my phone and just message a coach like what should I do you know I would try to get as, as much information as I could from like older players and things like that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if, if you have a coach, you know, if you have a coach, that's what he actually does and is knowledgeable and things like that, that can help you go a long way. Right. Yo, let's get into it. We link up. Let's go. First, our first coaching gig, summer 2019, our first coaching gig together. What do you guys remember about it? What made it special? What made that group special? What do you guys remember from there? Listen, I remember it. Everything, <laughs> everything. That, that's how special that was. That group was special. That group was special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the one thing that yeah, the one thing, the one thing that we we always like, we don't always say, but you always say like, okay, work hard, work hard. The one thing about that group, it was fun. And if you're having fun, it's way easier to work hard. Summer. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we're fun though, so it's easy for the kids when you're around yeah. people that you know have fun with it too. Not just if know. if you don't if you don't think that's okay, my record, my record. How many games did I win? Mm -hmm. Oh, but how much did I win this game? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. If you're all about building, 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 that's where that's where I, the fun is. That's what I enjoy personally. I kind of I kind of like the dynamic because like looking back at it. I kind of like this idea that you have three people that you can talk to, right? Yeah. So we can, everybody can get their little, their little, um, can get um, some kind of contact with each player, right? And having three people that are kind of like on the same page that kind of know, not kind of, that do know what they're talking about, you know, for the general picture of the group. 
I think it really helped because I think we gelled we gelled at the right time. Like, yes, we're winning games early in the summer, but I think we really became good when we lost that tournament in, in Syracuse. So I before yeah before before even going there mm. what was important so we we never coached together like we all knew each other before but we never mm -hmm. coached together and the structure the structure was phenomenal mm -hmm. where when we called time so we had this whole like pre-game pre-game thing that, mm -hmm. that was great by itself then whenever we called time we had our huddle and the players are their huddles and mm -hmm. if you look at each of the kids that we had they're all able to lead some decide to not do it right you know because they can be shy uh, amongst new guys right. but yeah. they all have leadership qualities and that's what's important and going so we we were winning here which is okay if you're doing your things cor cor correctly you're able to get some wins here mm -hmm. now going going to the states because that was i think to me for me it was the first time i went back since i played Mm -hmm. so it was like i was so, disconnected to like what the game is like down there yeah. and we're able to compete you know going uh it wasn't the final right in, in the final that we lost yo that big man we played he... against was not in sixth grade i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> he was not in sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> probably not <laughs> probably not but that, that, <laughs> that was um that was a nice tournament and that's when that's when we that was going to that was fun yeah that was that, that was, was fun. fun man that was fun yeah <laughs> no, i mean how many games did we lose that summer i think we lost like three games or something like i think we won like 30 mm -hmm. how many games like 31 and three or something like that and i think yeah. we we yeah. only went to what yeah yeah it's it has to be in the finals i know <laughs> the last one the last one uh no we won the last tournament yeah with our ex uh Santex, the last Santex, one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, so I think whichever tournament we did before Maybe that, two. Probably, we might have lost two. I games. think it, I think it's two. We had one in Syracuse that we lost, and one tournament in Montreal, and the rest we won them. What was the tournament in Montreal that we lost? Um, when we played, when we, we played play uh, that team from Ottawa, yeah. Ottawa. Oh, yeah. they were not missing. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, that the was, express tournament. They were was, not yeah, missing. Yo, these guys were not missing. No, the, I lied. We, oh, I lied. Uh, no, I lied. I lied. We lost. We lost against prospects. Yes, <laughs> we lost against prospects at crossover challenge. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, we broke. Yeah, we lost three games. One with them. Yeah, we we lost three games. games. That's right. That's right. We lost three games. So was, two was, here, two but here. It's the so next there. season. Oh, you talk about. Or Erdogan was it, was it with us at that time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was I was following up my Julie. Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Prospects. Yeah. I that that shit was that shit was fun times, man. Is there is there one thing? Is there one thing though? Let's say take you back into the mindset of players. Is there is there one thing that you guys would go back? Like if you had to choose one thing that you could go back as a player do and that would make the whole difference that could change the course of your career i know what's mine me? <laughs> i mean i know now the way that i, I am know i know i would i would speak like i would ask questions that's directly to coaches that's what's that's 100 percent what i would do that's what's because i'm i'm too i'm too quiet usually and stuff like that yeah <laughs> 
What about you, DB? It's mm, a good one. Go probably, back and just everything. Probably, probably just my own work ethic. Work ethic? Off the court, you know, doing my own stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, like I said, it's one thing showing up to the gym. Yeah, you're, you're nice for, you know, 15 years old, but, yeah. you, know, you know, stuff like that. And even like as a practice, you come to your practices, you're not getting the shots that you want or whatever. You know, it, for me, my thing, and I think it would really help me. So because I was never prepared for the games, sometimes I would go into games and I'd be like stressed out, mm -hmm. uh, stressed out, right? You have to develop some kind of comfort going into a game. So for me, if I had to choose... Remember, remember we were talking about this, um, Irv, we were talking about this. We said, yo, the game would have been so easy for us if somebody told us, know what your spots are. Oh, 100%. If I knew, if I developed some kind of comfort, I could enter a game with a completely different mindset. And now I'm seeing, like, mindset is, like, is like the, the, the key to this. Because now a player is going to go into a game when all fails. Think about it. When all fails, houses burn down, um, there's no water, there's no food. When everything fails, everybody, as humans, we all go to our comfort spot. So, so if you're a shooter, you, get, you, get, you know what I'm talking about? If you're a shooter, you'll shoot. If you're a yeah. dunker, you'll try to jump over people, you know? So yeah. that's the thing. By asking questions like... I always, I always worked on my spots. I didn't know that I was doing that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So go do this, go get your shot there. Okay, right. but why? Like, what, what is that? You know what I mean? Right. I'll right. always, I would just go, I would go through the motion without really using, using my head. Right. And that would be, that would be enough, but it wasn't my best. The right. one thing, the one thing that we can all, Say so, yeah, I don't know if you guys dealt with injury the way I did, mm. but um, nutrition. Oh man, yo, nutrition. nutrition now that I'm it, older, is this crazy? But I am it, the healthiest that I've ever been, and I'm older. Yeah, hundred percent. But the funny thing is, we had we had a coach once, we had a coach once that sat us after practice and tried to tell us about nutrition. What did we do? Oh, we just laughed. We all mm -hmm. laughed. The coach just said, "You guys are not serious." And the co the coach was pretty good. It came from the states and things like that. Mm -hmm. We didn't take it seriously. And listen, that that's that was our loss. But that would have been definitely a game changer. Right, for sure, for sure. Definitely a game changer. Let's get into some rapid fire. Rapid fire. We have about. We're not gonna do. We're not gonna go too long. I don't know if you guys thought about this. So we're just gonna go starting five. Okay, your starting five. Uh, who makes your starting five? Which basketball skills, if you have to make a starting five, which basketball skills would make your starting five? It could be a characteristic. It could be oh. like. Ball handling, shooting, mm -hmm. passing. Does mm -hmm. IQ count? IQ counts, yeah. Just, just knowing the game, like, yep. just, you know, um, yep. understanding your team, understanding mm -hmm. the ones around you, understanding your coach who's asking for you. Right. You know, so that's, yeah, that's my five. Okay. Let's go. Right. Um, listen, that, that comes from, from being us three together. So the uh, first one is going to be energy. Okay. True, true. Uh, energy, that, that's a skill. We, like, everybody we, can debate how they want energy as a skill. Yeah. You know, because 
that's what you preach. So energy is one. Yeah. Uh, leader would be two. Uh, footwork would be three. Shooting would be four. And ball handling would be five. Mm. Nice. Because pa- passes will come regardless. Right. right. You're gonna rebound. You're gonna rebound if you have energy. So everything else is covered. It's covered. Okay. Okay. What about if you had to pick? If you had to pick a AAU travel destination to go to, it could be a tournament. It could be a city. So that's another question. What's the budget? You're starting. Let's (laughs) say you have any budget that you want. Any budget that you want, and you can go. That's the dream in AAU. That's the dream. Yeah. Starting five. Uh, right now I'm going to Ontario. One. Okay. Um, could be a city. Could be another country. You know, maybe if you guys want to do some sightseeing and stuff. If there's countries you wanted to go to, if there was an AU tournament, could be a vibe. I would go. Oh, DB, DB, you want to finish your list? Or are you still thinking? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll go uh, China. Okay. For sure, the culture is different. Yep. It's different. You're 12 hours difference. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's night. It's broad daylight for others. Mm-hmm. You want to? We have a game during the day. You want to mm-hmm. text people? Everybody's sleeping back home. <laughs> yep. So China is gonna be one. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go. I've been to Qatar. Pretty, okay. pretty sick place. So I would say Qatar or Dubai. Yep. That would be sick if we could do um thing there. Mm. Uh, Hawaii for sightseeing. Yep. I believe everybody should go there. Yep. Um, I would say anywhere in Africa because the laugh those guys have and the pure athleticism. So me, listen, I'm telling you something. I wouldn't get in the paint. Mm-hmm. You can have all the skill set. I'm not going to pay. I would shoot it. Mm-hmm. Because, listen, they would have a 6-7. 6-7, though, which is no elbows above the rim. Like, what am yeah. I supposed to do? Dude? Yeah. So, that and the last one will be a place like Rutgers Park. Okay. If you have an AU. Okay. Where, okay. where people people don't care who you are. Like, who you are. Yeah, they don't right. care. Right. You just... Your game needs to speak for itself. That's what's up. I think I would do. I think I would do five things like that. That's what's up. Exotic like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I said Ontario. Yep. I think the ball right now there is is, is growing to right. where it should be. Right. Um, probably Europe. Okay. Pick, you know. You know, wherever in Europe, just okay. to see what's going on over there. Yeah, maybe it's big on history. Yeah, we see, no, but we we see it from afar. You know, we see these guys coming. You know, we watch it on TV, but we don't really know what's going on over there. Why they're so, you know, how talented they are and stuff like that. So that would be dope. Right. Uh, and then just Hawaii would be dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then probably just. You know, places I haven't been in the States. I'll say like Portland. Nice. Yeah. Portland's clean. Our good stories. Portland's clean. DB likes wow, to what wine <laughs> you drinking if you go there? 
Dude, <laughs> yeah, and there's one too. Bibi's very Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. True, yeah, true. that is so. Bibi's very is simple. Bibi's very simple. Yeah. Okay, and last. What last... about you? What about you? What's your fault? Me? Because I know you got a crazy. Hawaii, fight. definitely. I would love to go to Vegas for an AU tournament. Mm, true, Vegas. Too, um, yeah. let me see. Florida, Cali, and if I could have a last tournament, I'll go tournament in Australia. Ooh. I heard they got big snakes though, so depends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lastly, NBA team league passes to watch. Favorite teams to watch. Right now, teams or just yeah. all time? Yeah. yeah, right now. Teams that play now. Yeah. Right now. Hornets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hornets. I like the Jazz. I yeah. Like how the, I like how the Jazz play. Yeah. Uh, Wizards. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn. Yeah. And then I like I like Portland. I like Portland. That's what's up. That's what's, That's what's up. You got it, Irv. What about you? <laughs> I go with Portland. Yep. Good. Let me rephrase that. I go Melo's team. Yep. Whatever it is. Uh, I'll be watching. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um Dallas. Yep. It's in my like to watch. Nets, of course. That's in a lot of uh Hornets game. Yep. And before injuries, Lakers for sure. Yeah, no, for uh, sure. it's just it's just injuries, but Lakers for sure, for sure. So the the always the five I was I was constantly watching this season. That's what's up. Final two minutes, guys. First of all, thank you so much for you guys clearing your busy schedule. I know how it is. You guys have any final thoughts? Any words of advice for young hoopers who might be hearing this? Who might want to be pushing for that dream? Uh, with with the pandemic, whoever is in Montreal, at least with the pandemic that mm-hmm. just happened and things like that, I believe now, especially high schoolers, now is their chance. If you have one more year, put your all in it because the Division One in in CJAB Division Two, like we don't know where the balance is because you're taking guys that you haven't really seen seen playing in two years. Thanks. You know what I mean? Thanks. So now. Your opportunity is huge. Just take advantage of it. Right. DB? Uh, I would say seek your resources. You know, use the people around you. Let, pe- let people help you. You know, don't be stubborn at a young age. I know we're all, we're all guilty of that. Um, you know, just work on your game, too. Like, don't just show up to the gym. Like, you got to work on your game, you know. Like, mm. do, do your own stuff, you know. Don't don't make excuses. You don't have a hoop at home. You don't got this. You you have a basement. You have you have a floor. You have you know a sidewalk outside. Take your ball and and go work on your game. You know, like do the things that you say that you want to do on your own time. Then show it when when it comes to when you're around your peers and stuff. That's what. Okay, chalk talk. So we were talking about shooting. So shooting is one of these skills that is super important in today's game. And uh, how can you challenge your shooting? As a basketball player, that's one of the skills that you want to be able to have. But how do you um, – I'm going to give you some tips on how you can make your shooting a little bit better. Um, 
Okay, so number one, I think when you first start, I think it's about the form. You want to get your mechanics down, right? So what I mean by mechanics is there are certain there's a certain foundation to your shooting that I think you have to constantly do and don't worry about the results yet. You're still trying to rep out the skill, okay? So the number one thing you have to really be conscious about is uh, you got to be, you got to take shots on balance. The more on balance shots that you could take, um, the higher your percentage is going to be. Um, I think that's the main skill. After that, I'm just going to go into your mind, right? Like, don't worry. Everybody got different type of shots. Every, everybody's shooting is a little bit different, right? I think the main thing is being on balance. Of course, there are some other things that you can focus on. I am no shooting expert, um, but you know, make sure you get the balance. And the next thing is don't compare yourself to other people. You know, I made this mistake growing up where I thought that I had to make my shot look like this certain player I had to try to do. And I would listen to my friends and then they would tell me, yo, your shot's supposed to look like this. Like, you know, really like lock in on what it is that, because what I've, what I've always been told is that shooting has to be natural, right? You don't want it to seem like you're fighting when you're shooting. It has to be natural. Like you want to imagine like the shot comes from your feet one motion all the way into your upper body. And you really want it to be like a one motion thing, right? So um, anything that you could get it to really be effortless, I think those are some of the things that you have to be looking forward to for you to be able to make your shooting better, okay? And when you rep out those skills, that's when you, you can kind of like go on different spots, slowly work your way back, okay? A lot of people go into the gym and they start shooting threes right away. Um, if you don't have the mechanics properly, what you'll start doing is you'll start compensating. But what I mean by compensating is um, you're going to change your form because you're going to be so conscious that you want to make the shot. So you kind of want to put yourself in a situation where you're, you're, you're comfortable enough and you slowly work back. And the biggest thing is it takes time. All right. It takes time. Don't go right away to the three-point shot, especially if you're not a shooter, 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 right? Start off a little bit closer. Make sure you get those reps and slowly build your way back up, okay? So now you're repping. You feel like you got your mechanics down. What is the next thing that you could do? Well, find different ways for you to challenge, okay? So you hear coaches talk about this a lot. Coaches say, we want you to take game shots, right? But what are game shots? Um, what do we mean by game shots? I think what we have to really take into consideration is when you're shooting, just regular catch and shoot are not going to translate to the game. Now, what do I mean by that? Is that if I just catch, if I just have a partner pass me the ball and I'm just going in rhythm and I'm shooting every single time, that is not going to simulate what, um, what I might see in a game, right? Cause think about a the game, there's pressure, right? There's a defender coming at you. Um, there's time, there's a shot clock, right? There's the fans yelling at you. Like there's a lot of different things, right? So you're not always going to have that rhythm. So I'm going to give you some tips. I'm going to give you some little ideas that you could think about when you're going to shoot in the gym um, with one of your partners, or even if you go by yourself, okay? Um, try to mess up your rhythm, okay? What I mean by that is um, if you could have um somebody pass you the ball at different timings um not necessarily always at the same time that kind of makes you lock in on the skill of shooting okay so what i mean by that is 
just make sure that you're not always getting the same rhythm all the time to get your shots. Okay. Next thing you could do is put some time and try to get as much points as much. Like if, if let's say I'm shooting mid ranges, right? I could put, let's say 30 seconds on the clock and try to shoot as many mid ranges as possible and try to beat that score. Right? So time and score are a great way for you to be able to challenge yourself because those are stressors that you put on yourself, on your mind, and it forces you to have to lock in, right? To be able to make the next shots. So something to think about. And the next one that I'm going to think about is try to put a physical tax on your body. So what I, so what's a physical tax? Um, something that I used to do is I would uh, do a set of 17s right? 17 is touching sideline to sideline. And then I would go shoot. Right. So me not being completely a hundred percent, excuse me, me not being completely a hundred percent forcing me to have to lock in on that scale. <coughs> Damn. Mm. Sorry. Ooh. Yeah. Me not being a hundred, sorry about that. Me not being a hundred percent fresh simulates the game a little bit more. Cause you got to think when you're going to be in the fourth quarter, you're going to be tired, right? How are you going to make that next shot? Yeah. So just some things you could take um, into your next session and uh, work on your shooting. Okay. So in our brain juice section today, we're going to talk about a skill called habit stacking. So I've been reading Atomic Habits and habit stacking. Now, what is it? Do not quote me on this. It's not the technical term, but how I understood it is do one skill that's going to automatically lead into another, right? And by, by you stacking those skills together, you end up having a chain reaction of good skills that you end up um, really benefiting from. So here's what I mean. If I'm going to work out, right? I'm going to work out. And then afterwards, when it comes time for me to eat, right? If let's say I want to work, if let's say I want to lose weight, let's say my goal is to lose weight, right? If I work out, Naturally, what's going to happen after I'm done working out is I'm going to be hungry. So then when I'm going to go look for my food, I'm naturally going to tend to go for food that is more healthy because I won't want to mess up my workout. So see, here I have stacked two skills that are ultimately leading me to me wanting to be a healthier person, right? Um Another example, if I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head, um, let's do this. Let's say if I'm a student athlete, okay, and I know I want to play basketball so bad, right? But I know I have to pass my classes. So I can do my homework and reward myself with basketball afterwards. So I could tell myself, okay, I'm going to finish one page of this report that I have to do. And then I'm going to go train. Right. So me being a student athlete, 
really comes together because I'm stacking the two skills back to back. Okay. Now here are different ways that you can actually go about it. Uh, when you wake up in the morning, right? Do something that you love first. If let's say you have to wake up early in the morning, right? Make sure that the first thing that you do is something that you love, 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 because then you're going to look forward to waking up and it's going to be easy for you to get your day rolling. So uh, if I'm, if I'm somebody who loves coffee, when I wake up, I'm going to make coffee. And then automatically that me making coffee is going to lead to my day starting. And then I'm going to want to not uh, mess up the flow of my day. And I'm just going to keep, I'm going to try my best to keep doing the best, the, the, the best habits that are going to supplement that are going to be reflecting of what a good day is for me. Right. Something else you could do. If let's say I have a task, right? If let's say I have um, three things I have to accomplish today, right? I'm going to take the hardest one of those and I'm going to do that one first. So what that does for me is instead of doing the easy ones, if let's say I have two, I have two that are easy. I'm doing the easy, easy, and I have to look forward to the hardest one. I might get discouraged, right? But if I start with the hardest task, what ends up happening is I'll have the hardest and then I'll be off, have this feeling of being so accomplished that the two easy tasks are going to be easier to knock off my list, right? So that's a way for you to look at it. Um, and yeah, lastly, I think do something that's going to lead to naturally another good habit. Okay. So I'll take the example of if I have to go to the gym and if let's say the gym is walking distance from where I have to be, let's say I could take a 20 minute walk, right. To walk to the gym. Well, I know I have to work out. I know I have to get there. So if I walk to the gym, I'm actually getting a double I'm actually getting a, a bigger bang for my buck because now I'm walking, I'm getting extra cardio in, I'm getting extra miles in, right? And I'm going back to the gym. So now you put yourself in a situation where you did one thing that's leading to the next one. And then the snowball effect just keeps going. So you keep stacking those days. And now imagine if you walk to the gym, you work out, you walk back home and you make yourself a healthy meal. Now you did four things that are going to lead to you having a, that's going to lead to you. If you're going to be a healthy person, that's going to lead to you being a healthy person. So um, I've just been fascinated about habit stacking. And again, I'm still learning. And I thought it was something that uh, you guys might enjoy. So yeah. All right, guys, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's show. If you enjoyed it, uh, please leave a comment, um, leave a rating on, uh, we're on Apple podcasts and Spotify. So please leave a rating. It helps some um, people find, uh, the podcast, uh, the more rating that we could leave the, the better it's going to be. I'm um, sure this with somebody, if you feel like it could help somebody and, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. One thing that I'm going to be looking forward to do is if on social media, you guys could shoot me DMS, you guys could comment under pictures. Let me know 
uh, if you guys have any questions that you guys would like me, I would love to open up a fan email um, in next week's show. So on that note, this was the Project 365 <laughs> show. I'll catch you guys on the next one.